Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello, hello. Welcome back once again to Inner Bloom Podcast. I am Alexa and I am solo today. Um, coming at you from the recording and the editing bay. Uh, Ambrosia had some things to take care of today. And I thought, why not continue reading from this amazing book that I already started reading to you guys called Awakened Empath, The Ultimate Guide to Emotional, Psychological, and Spiritual Healing by Luna and Soul. So to me, this is really like the empath guidebook. Um, I know a lot of you in this community identify as empaths. I would argue that every single one of you is an empath, but you know, it's up to you to identify. Um, And a lot of you have asked, what is there like good reading material on this? This is the book that I would recommend. There are a few others out there, but this is the one that I've gotten the most from and that I would most recommend. So Today we're going to read a little bit from chapter four, which is Empaths and the Workplace. Um, Just FYI, the last chapter we read from was Empaths and Relationships. So I thought these chapters would be most relevant to our audience because I know a lot of people in here are dealing with relationships, but also work and how to be a sensitive, energetic person when you go into an office if you have to, especially now that everyone's having to go back into the office, which don't even get me started on that. Um, So let's read a little bit here and we'll see how far we get. So chapter four, empaths in the workplace. And there's a quote here from an empath reader that says, Aside from finding it near impossible to hold a job in a social environment, I find it hard to decipher the difference between my feelings and emotions and someone else's. It's often led me to be a loner, hibernating for long periods of time. Okay. The workplace can be a place of great joy and self-fulfillment or a place of intense stress and emotional overload for empaths. So it makes sense that we should think very carefully about our career choices. In the right environment, we flourish, feel energized, and contribute our gifts to this planet. Because we are artists, healers, visionaries, and inventors at heart, we need to choose careers that satisfy our desire to give and nurture. We thrive in jobs that are multi-layered, flexible, and varied because we get bored very easily of restrictive environments. The very worst environments for us to work in are those with little privacy, too many people, and aggressive work politics. We tend to wither in jobs that require us to constantly be, quote, switched on, or those that are fueled by adrenaline and competition. 
Examples of jobs we don't generally thrive in include those in the military, police force, government, law, customer service, and large corporations. Side note, that explains why I've literally never worked in a corporate environment ever in my life. I've only worked in startups and worked for myself. So that explains that. Um, Any job that requires a lot of physical energy, pressure, or conflict are generally not good matches for us. On the other hand, we tend to be well-suited to the following types of jobs. Landscaping slash gardening, forestry, environmental protection, graphic design, blogging slash writing, artist, musician, editor, librarian, self-employed business owner, social worker, life coach, massage therapist, clergy, nonprofit work, virtual assistant, animal rescue, veterinary medicine, hospice work, hospice work, psychotherapist, psychologist, physical therapy, art therapy, alternative medicine practitioner, social work, fitness instructor, yoga or Pilates instructor, meditation teacher, nurse, physician, school teacher, university professor, or marriage counselor. There are so many wonderful jobs out there for empaths, and this list is by no means exhaustive. As you can see, we tend to thrive in the artistic, environmental, academic, humanitarian, and healing professions. However, in order to thrive in these fields, we need to learn how to preserve our energy, set boundaries, and take care of ourselves. So this section is called compassion fatigue. One of the greatest struggles we tend to experience in the work environment is something called compassion fatigue. Compassion fatigue is an emotional state of burnout that occurs in highly demanding healing professions such as medicine, social work, law, and psychotherapy. Empaths who work in fields such as these tend to suffer from the highest degree of compassion fatigue because of their tendency to absorb their clients' stressful emotions. If you have experienced or are currently experiencing compassion fatigue, you will struggle with problems such as anxiety, fatigue, self-contempt, insomnia, weight problems, chronic illness, depersonalization, or even depression. It's vital that we learn how to practice self-care, especially if we work in fields that demand a lot of empathy and energy. If you think you might be struggling with this problem or are at risk, incorporate the following practices into your life. Number one, take care of your physical needs. No matter how demanding your job is, make sure you take care of yourself. Don't skip meals, avoid exercise, or stay up too late. Ensure that you eat regular, nutritionally rich meals, exercise every day for at least 20 minutes, and set a regular bedtime. Getting eight hours of sleep as an empath is absolutely vital for your nervous system to unwind and recover. Number two, plan regular breaks. Make sure you sprinkle multiple breaks throughout your day so that you don't overwork yourself. In your breaks, make a cup of tea, go outside, breathe in fresh air, or spend time meditating. If you can, take a small power nap for 10 to 20 minutes. Number three, engage in outside hobbies. Don't let your work be your only passion. Find other enjoyable activities that are outside of your profession. For example, you might like to join a book club, take up a craft, or join a local interest group. As a writer and mentor, I like to have a no internet, no people days where I can disconnect from my duties and do something relaxing like walking in nature, doing yoga, or creating artwork. By engaging in outside hobbies, you will create more work-life balance, which is essential to your well-being. Number four, express your emotions. If you're feeling inundated and burned out, find a way to express your emotions. You might like to keep a journal and record your thoughts or share your feelings with your friend or partner. By expressing your emotions, you will energetically release them from your body, making you feel so much better. Number five, practice relaxation techniques. 
Learn how to be mindful of your compassion fatigue and ensure that you make time to unwind. Use techniques such as meditation, progressive muscle relaxation, deep breathing, and exercise to calm your body. Take soothing baths with Epsom salts, <clears throat> get massages from your partner or health professional, and listen to calming music. Number six, learn when to draw the line. Your time, health, and energy is important too. Learn to compassionately say no to demanding or negative people who are encroaching on your energy boundaries. Remember that in order to truly care for others, you must first care for your own needs. I'll expand on a variety of other practices later on in this book, which will help you to preserve your energy and create more inner balance. How to thrive in your workplace. One of the worst experiences we can go through as sensitive people is the feeling of being devalued and crushed in our workplaces. We function the best when we are in supportive, laid back, and friendly environments. However, unfortunately, we don't always find ourselves in the most ideal jobs. If you're currently in a job that stresses you out, consider the following tips which might make your workdays easier as an empath. Number one, create a serenity bubble. If you feel stressed out at work, try creating a serenity bubble around your workstation. Decorate your space with objects that soothe you and remind you of the outside world, such as flowers, crystals, statues, inspiring posters, sacred objects, mementos, and so forth. You might even like to place photos of your loved ones around your space to infuse it with loving energy. Number two, stay organized. Cluttered, messy, and chaotic environments create feelings of claustrophobia, confusion, and anxiety. There's a reason why... Cleanliness is next to godliness. When we have clean and organized environments, we find it easier to stay grounded, mindful, focused, and relaxed. Try to keep your workspace orderly and free from rubbish, hoarded items, and clutter. Notice how much more calm you feel when everything is orderly. <clears throat> Number three, plan ahead. Avoid traffic jams, busy highways, and the morning rush by planning ahead. Make your meals ahead of time, plan your trips, and give yourself enough time in the morning to go slowly at your own pace. By planning ahead, you won't feel as much dread surrounding going to work. Number four, define your boundaries. Are you interested in making friends at your job, or are you just there to do your work? Do you want people calling you on your days off, or do you want privacy? Are you comfortable with attending after-work parties and get-togethers, or do you want to go home to your family? Empaths are prone to getting sucked into draining and extraneous social commitments at work. Think about what you need the most and clearly define your boundaries. If you don't want to get emotionally involved with others, stay to yourself and find joy simply focusing on your job. You are allowed to listen to your own needs, so don't let others practice you. Oh, pressure you. Sorry. Okay. Number five, prepare for emotional contagion. As we'll further explore in the next chapter, emotional contagion is our tendency to unconsciously mirror and take on the emotions of those around us. In workplaces that operate in confined spaces, emotional contagion can be particularly intense. In order to handle emotional contagion, be mindful of the energy in your workplace first thing in the morning. Also try tuning into the energy at various times of the day, say on your tea breaks. Tea? What? That these people must be British because we don't take tea breaks, we take coffee breaks. But anyway, if the energy feels dense, consciously breathe and ground yourself through your senses. Keep your body language open so that you don't mirror each other's emotions. If you are allowed, put on quiet and calming music. If all else fails, go to the toilet for a few minutes to gather yourselves. One of my favorite refuges in the past has been toilet cubicles. 
Okay, they're definitely from the UK because I don't think we, we call them like stalls. Um, number six, keep your conversations factual. To avoid getting sucked into the drama of energy vampires, keep your conversations as factual as possible. Be aware that energy vampires thrive on your reactions and responses, so be as neutral as possible if they try to involve you and keep the conversation short. Number seven, work remotely. If you have the option, try asking your boss or supervisor if it's possible to work from your home. Many jobs these days provide work from home arrangements where you can use online tools such as Skype, Google Documents, and Trello to fulfill your job. Try to ask your boss for a trial of two days a week so that you can both ease into the arrangement. Make sure you build a good case that highlights all the benefits they will experience. Eight, develop an escape plan. If all else fails and you desperately want to leave your job, develop an escape plan. Sometimes it isn't always possible to leave right away, especially if you have no other jobs lined up. Form your escape plan by updating your resume, saving extra money, and hunting out prospective jobs that will suit your empathic sensibilities. You might even like to take a course to enhance your skill set. Personally, when I discovered that my jobs were making me sick, it became my single-minded mission to find work that fulfilled me and matched my empath temperament. According to the World Health Organization, we spend one-third of our adult lives working. One-third. So it should be right at the top of our priority list to find jobs that we love doing. Life is too short to spend time in a job you despise. So yeah, I would say on that last one, that's really good for, you know, Ambie and I can't tell you how many times we've worked with clients who are like, um, oh, I just, I, I, this job isn't for me. I want to do my own thing or I just, I can't be in this environment anymore. And the best thing you can do is they're calling it develop an escape plan, but it's like outline what are the things I need to do to transition out of here and make that your main passion, right? And as you start to do that, as you start to prioritize that, energetically and vibrationally, new doors are opening. The energy is getting mixed up, right? In a good way. So I know that a lot of you are like, but I'm so tired and I get it. I get it. When you're tired, from your first job, it's really hard to start thinking about applying and doing stuff for your second job. But get excited about it because um, you taking these new actions and thinking about a new place you could be is already calling that in for yourself. Okay, so moving forward, self-employment. Self-employment is one of the best options for us as empaths and no wonder since there are so many perks. Not only do you get to set your own hours and be your own boss, but you also get to work from the comfort of your own home, experience variety, and actualize your dreams. One of the most demoralizing experiences is to feel devalued and taken for granted, especially when you have so much to offer this planet. As one empath shared with me, I felt like I was making zero impact in my corporate job. It was like pieces of my soul were dying little by little. Now I wake up and my soul is happy, vibrant, and finally free. Even though I'm not making as much money, I'm doing what I love, and that is what ultimately counts. Empaths function particularly well when they are self-employed. We excel as entrepreneurs, freelance designers, editors, writers, seamstresses, independent contractors, consultants, you name it. We are free spirits, so we need as much space to breathe and be autonomous as possible. As a self-employed empath, I want to share with you some of the best tips that I've gathered across the years, which will help you to establish your own business if you feel drawn to doing this. 
Think about your talents and strengths. What are you gifted at doing? Explore what you are drawn to over and over again. This will be your passion. See if there's a market or niche for your passion by researching online. Ask yourself, what do I want to change the most in this world? Think big, not small. Use the power of social media to boost and popularize your business. Sign up to a course or read books about how to build your own business. Brainstorm and record all of your ideas. When in doubt, consult your intuition or gut feelings by asking, is this the right decision? Whatever strong and clear response arises in your body is the answer. Think about how much time you can dedicate to your business and create boundaries so that you have a work-life balance. Set small and easy goals to accomplish step-by-step. Create an organized schedule for each working day. Keep affirming that it's okay to make a living doing what you love. Separate your living space from your workspace to increase productivity. This is important. Be cautious of burnout when you first start your business. Take regular breaks and look after your physical and emotional needs. Remember that there is no such thing as failure, only lessons to learn from. Finally, keep in mind that self-employment is very different from typical employment. As an empath, it's important that you go slowly and explore what you truly want, need, and value to make working for yourself worthwhile. Being your own boss can be overwhelming at first, but with clear goals, objectives, and a plan in place, you'll be able to create the job of your dreams. So I'm probably going to stop here, but actually the next few chapters look really interesting because it says... In the next few chapters, we'll explore what science, psychology, shamanism, and mysticism have to say about being an empath. After these four chapters, we'll then move on to the more practical parts of this book, which include exploring topics such as the shadow self, narcissists, energy vampires, empath parenting, spiritual awakening process, and healing on the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual levels as an empath. So uh, again, if you're somebody who is an empath, this is like the Holy Grail. It has, I mean, these are just, I've only read from the first few chapters of the book and there are, let's see how many chapters. Um, do, do, do. There's at least 18 chapters. It's a thick book. So I hope that you guys liked that. Um, I wanted to also let you know that, um, Today, we are celebrating that last week, apparently, we crossed 1 million plays on Inner Bloom. 1 million plays on Inner Bloom. And um, Ambie and I are just so grateful. So grateful for all of you who have listened and shared and interacted. It is crazy to think about the fact that we started this podcast just with an idea and just a desire to want to create a space in a community where people wouldn't have to feel alone anymore and wouldn't have to feel ashamed of their intuitive abilities or the things that they identified with in the spiritual world. And it's so wild to see how it's all unfolded and bloomed. And um, yeah, so just thank you from both of us. I'm sure we'll talk about it again on the next episode where we're both here, but It's really, really special and it's hard to process, but I definitely wanted to take a moment to acknowledge that. Um, The other thing is that we, once again, we only have a few few spots left for our retreat this summer in Northern Georgia and the Blue Ridge Mountains. It's going to be 
so beautiful. I cannot tell you how many people have gone to this retreat center and told us how incredible it is there. So like if you're a nature lover, this is the retreat for you. Um, also, this is one of our sh- shorter retreats, which is really ideal if you're a mama or if you have a hard time getting time off work. Um, normally, our retreats are like five days at least, and this one is more like three dash four days. Um, it starts Thursday evening and it ends Sunday afternoon. So, um, yeah, all you have to do is get yourself to the Atlanta airport, and then we have organized transportation. Um, to the amazing retreat center called Elohi. And this whole retreat is about developing your intuitive abilities. We basically are taking the course that we created, You're Not Crazy, You're Intuitive, and we're turning it into a curriculum for a retreat, along with, you know, channeling the Arc Nine and tapping and all the other things we love to do um, at retreats. And also just connecting with awesome people. And I can tell you, so I, everyone who's coming to this retreat is just, the word that comes to mind is sweetheart. Like I, I genuinely feel like this retreat is like the sweetheart retreat. It's just really, really lovely, sweet people who um, are very, I think, good people to be learning and practicing your intuition with because practicing developing your intuition can be very vulnerable, you know, and you want to know that the people around you are... Um, are safe and aren't judging you. And I can, I can guarantee you that. So, um, this is just going to be a really, really magical retreat. Um, if you guys are interested, make sure you either apply on the website or, um, reach out to us directly. Like I said, we only have a few spots left and it's first come first serve. So, and we do have payment plans by the way. Um, okay. Also, what else did we want to say? Oh yeah. So it's a new month on Patreon And this month, we are, um, well, we're doing what we always do, which is we have our bonus episodes that we're going to record exclusively for our patrons. Um, And I just posted yesterday the uh, post about asking which celebrity spirit interview do you guys want us to do this month? So we let our patrons vote on which celebrity who is in spirit that they want us to connect with an interview. So last month, we did John Lennon. And this month, there's a bunch of um, really good suggestions. By the time you guys hear this, actually, the poll will be up. So I'll tell you some of the the people that um, are on the poll. And when you hear this, if you're a patron, please go vote because that's how we'll decide. The most votes wins. Um, Here are some of the people. Selena, Johnny Cash, Chris Farley. I love that suggestion. Kurt Cobain. Bob Saget, Bob Marley. Oh, we already did Bob Marley. Amy Winehouse, uh, Mac Miller, Aaliyah, Chadwick Boseman. Lots of Amy Winehouses and Kurt Cobain's here. Chris Cornell, George Michael. So those will be some of the people you'll be voting between. Um, I think it's. it looks like it's going to be from the responses, maybe Kurt Cobain or Amy Winehouse. Um, but we will let you guys vote. And then of course we will record the podcast, uh, basically in the next like week or so. We'll let you guys know when that's going to happen. I'm leaving for Amsterdam, uh, this week on Wednesday, which is when you guys are hearing this. So, um, I'm going to be in Amsterdam for about a week, uh, seeing all the tulips 
If you don't know, that is where I uh, studied abroad. I spent a lot of time there in my 20s, and um, it's a really special place to me. So I'm really excited to go there with a baby in tow, baby in my belly, not in real life yet. Um, And what else? Oh, I want to say thank you to our our newest patrons. Hold on a sec. I got to pull you guys up. Sorry, I'm a little discombobulated today, everybody. All right. Okay. Sorry, I'm so weird right now. All right, let's see. So, again, I'm sorry if I reread things over, um, but I, I always forget kind of where we started and stopped. So, this is a thank you to our new patrons, Veronica Doyle McCormick, Kel... Sarah E., Jessica Arzola, Izzy, Vaughn Doyle, and Leilani. Thank you so much for supporting our show. And if you want to become a patron, it only costs um, $5 at the minimum. You can join for $5 a month. You can cancel anytime. And $5 gets you access to all of that bonus content where we do celebrity spirit interviews and we do... uh, uh, conspiracy theories interviews last month the conspiracy theory we did was Amelia Earhart and uh, we're pretty sure we feel like we know what happened to Amelia Earhart so that was satisfying um, anyway so uh, patreon.com slash podcast that's how you can access it we are officially let me see we are 10 patrons away from hitting our goal of 111 and <laughs> We obviously have a much bigger goal than that, but that's our that's what we need to hit in order for Ambrosia and I to post our insane videos of us getting Brazilian waxes. No, you don't see the actual waxing. You just see our faces and hear our screaming. And it's pretty much like the scene from The 40-Year-Old Virgin. It's very funny. Um, so we're going to post that on Patreon once we get 10 more patrons. Um, all right, guys. Well... We love you. Thank you so much for um, being a part of our community. Again, it's just, it's really, really special to see how this community has grown. And uh, until next time, keep on blooming. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Podcast.